For Dr. Kirsten Carter's patients, the last thing on their mind is managing their chronic condition. I'm asking them about healthy food. They don't have food, period, let alone healthy options. Carter is an internal medicine physician at Grace Medical Home in Orange County, Florida. The clinic offers medical services for free to uninsured individuals. They either don't qualify for Medicare or Medicaid. They don't have physicians that offer insurance. For whatever reason, they don't qualify for the Affordable Health Care Act or can't afford it, and that includes undocumented. Carter's patients are facing some of the worst financial consequences of the COVID-19 pandemic. Many work in Florida's service industry, which was gutted overnight by the state's stay-at-home order. With theme parks closed and businesses shuttered, these employees found themselves without work, and for some, without unemployment insurance. Many of Carter's patients are self-employed, housekeepers, landscapers, or independent contractors hired out by hotels and amusement parks to repair appliances or provide cleaning services. Since these workers aren't required to pay into unemployment, they're on their own should they lose their job. While federal unemployment benefits have been extended to independent workers under the CARES Act, navigating the application process can be prohibitive particularly for those whose first language isn't English, or who aren't technologically connected. For the undocumented, protections are especially limited. The laws that came in to protect people from eviction don't really apply to the undocumented. Since unemployment rates skyrocketed, Carter has watched her chronic disease patients slip into poor health. Some can't afford their medications anymore. I have a patient who I just saw yesterday who has bad anemia, and she wasn't taking her medication because she didn't have the $2 to take it. Others are foregoing care to attend to more immediate needs. One of her patients is facing eviction after losing her job in the hospitality industry. When she came in for a recent checkup, her blood pressure had become uncontrolled. She was so anxious about just trying to find housing for their family and what was going to happen to them, that the last thing she was doing was remembering to take her medical regimen. And others can't make it to the pharmacy every month to pick up their prescription. Before, when they were working, they could either take the bus, which cost money, Uber, which cost money, or get a friend to drive them. Now their friend has lost their car or can't afford gas. So those transportation barriers have gone significantly up. To help, staff at Grace Medical Home have been hand-delivering medications to people's homes. They'll often drop off personal hygiene items and groceries, too. Many of Carter's patients are food insecure, making it difficult to choose healthy options. Since diet is a hallmark of chronic disease management, the clinic regularly delivers fruits and veggies to patients' doorsteps. Since March, staff have passed out over 160 boxes of food, But Grace Medical Home isn't the only safety net provider offering these kinds of services during the pandemic. At the Birmingham Free Clinic in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, staff are going into neighborhoods to bring patients medication, food, and cash assistance for rent. We definitely saw and are seeing a number of patients who, you know, are really just barely getting by. Dr. Mary Herbert is the clinical director of the Birmingham Free Clinic. She says many patients have lost their jobs and, like Carter's, are struggling to maintain their housing. 
in our state, the governor issued a moratorium on evictions through, I think, July 1st. You know, some of our patients just, they didn't even know the first thing about how to begin to advocate for themselves. And they were getting pressure from their landlords that, hey, your rent is due. And, and, and also thinking about, okay, maybe I can pay my rent this month, but even if I don't pay it for the next two months because my landlord gives me a break, I'm still unemployed and now my rent, I'm just racking up this huge rent bill. These kinds of financial stressors are a double whammy for patients with chronic disease. Not only does it make it difficult to pay for their medication or afford the transportation to pick it up, long-term stress also leads to conditions that exacerbate and may even cause chronic disease. It's widely accepted that stress can lead to depression, anxiety, and weight gain, all factors that make it harder to control a chronic condition like high blood pressure or diabetes. But recently, scientists have shown that experiencing high levels of stress over an extended period of time may actually cause chronic disease. According to a study published in Nature Medicine, stress causes an overproduction of white blood cells, which stick to the artery walls and build up as plaque, causing heart disease and increasing the risk of heart attacks. And a limited body of research suggests a link between stress and insulin resistance, a precursor to type 2 diabetes. But Dr. Herbert says... It's not all bad for her chronic disease patients. I think some of them have actually done a better job of managing their disease state at home. The need to limit in-person visits has encouraged the clinic to shift their approach to chronic disease management. Now, since patients weren't coming into us as regularly, we wanted to make sure everybody was monitoring at home. The clinic has given patients monitoring devices to check their blood pressure or measure their glucose levels. And... They're teaching patients how to interpret those values so they can determine for themselves whether their chronic disease is under control. The irony is I think some of those patients, this model that we had to pretty quickly transition to actually works better for them. As patients' circumstances change, so have the ways in which Dr. Herbert and her staff provide care. If her patients face a choice between putting food on the table and affording their monthly medication, what can she do to ensure they're able to do both? It pushes us to continue to look at each patient's own individual capacity, she says. That's really what individualized medicine is about. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. For Direct Relief, I'm Amarika Raffinelli.